0: hello passionate listeners welcome to passion harvest thank you for being here wherever you are in the world i'm louisa your host international passion ambassador and i have a very exciting guest today as usual and i can't wait to dive right in her name is nila chambers nila is a modern day mystic her life experiences have culminated in her understanding of the divine one in her youth, Nilla discovered her Sufi master and followed a path that led her to a deepening understanding of the divine universe and that everything is energy. Nila is the author of the Gift of Intuition Guidance on a Healing Journey and is a facilitator intuitive and teacher and co-facilitates Sydney IAN's Interna- International Association of Near Death Studies. This is her story. And this is her passion. Nila, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Louisa, thanks so much for having me. (laughs) It's lovely to be here.
0: Finally, I've got you on the show. I'm excited. I guess I'd like to start for people that don't understand. What is the divine one? Okay. So
1: I think if we want to understand the nature of the the universe, we have to think in terms of energy, energy, and frequency and vibration. And if, if you imagine that that Divine One uses its power, uses that energy all the time to sustain life, to sustain the universe. And if, if you imagine also that when that energy, that vibration is pouring out of the Godhead It's incredibly powerful, and it's so powerful, that if it were to hit this material plane, at that degree of intensity, everything would just be burned to ash. So there is this system, you can either imagine it as planes like that, or you can imagine it as circles coming out from a center. But at the very center, Just outside that centre, there is a vibrational level that receives the energy and takes it down a notch in intensity and then uh, spreads it on again. And the next level down, the energy is received, transformed to a lower frequency and transmitted down again. And this happens again and again and again until we get down to the lowest Lowest energy vibration, which is the material plane that we're a part of. And the problem that arises when that divine energy, which is all one, when that reaches this lowest, slowest um, plane of existence, is that most people can no longer feel that energy either in themselves or around them, even though it soaks the very atmosphere that we live in. And because most people can no longer experience that energy, they get lost in the mind. And then the mind creates the sense of a separate self and perpetuates that separate self. And in my life experience and journey, I believe that The challenge is for us to reconnect with that divine power and to gradually raise up our vibrational frequency and eventually merge back into that divine power, that divine oneness. And for me, the journey was how how do we do that? Um, so, yeah, for me, discovering my teacher and starting on the path
0: that he unfolded for me was the beginning. Hmm. So just to clarify, the divine one, it can be many terms. Some people could call it God. People could call it source. That's, that's what you're referring to. And often when uh, near-death experiences uh, say they've met divine one or god or source this is what you're referring to this unconditional love this amazing energy this power that's right god
1: the creator of everything the sustainer of everything the transformer of everything
0: yeah and you mentioned we um we always return to this source or this divine one can we do that while we're on the physical plane or do we need to die to actually (laughs) be complete with that
1: (laughs) No, we we can absolutely do it, but we have to find a pathway that opens the connection. So I might just talk a little bit about three experiences um, that I had along the way that kind of relate to this idea. When I um, found my Sufi master, I was really impressed by the fact that He spoke about renouncing our will and submitting with absolute humility and trust to the divine. And that if we focused our thoughts on God, on on that source, and if through um, an initiation we were somehow connected to it, Um, Then as we learn how to surrender ourselves more and more to that vast loving creator, so a transformation process happens inside. There are many ways of making the connection, but I'll share with you um, what happened for me. After some months of preparation, um, it came time for my initiation into this Sufi circle. And so I went along that evening and as best I could, I was very much a beginner. I didn't understand a lot about surrender, but as best I could, I surrendered to um, a sense of a God that I could grasp at that point. And after about five minutes of surrender, I was standing up um, and um, there were a circle of people around me. And after about five minutes, this beam of power suddenly descended and it entered into my heart. And I was upright like that and this beam came down and I knew I was meant to be surrendering and it was very powerful. And so I just felt back. on my my back, on the floor, and I felt as if my heart had somehow been opened and filled with light, and it was just the most extraordinary and unexpected experience, and it left me with the knowing that we can reconnect with divine energy, with, with God, within and without. And I thought at that point early on, I thought, oh, great, you know, every time I come to do my surrendered meditation, I'm going to have this fantastic experience of this energy coming into me and starting to transform. And I learned very, very quickly that that had been a gift, a taste, and that now the work lay ahead. And there were many years of learning how to surrender learning how to have real faith and real humility before the greatness of God. And there were also lots of things that had to be sorted out in me. I remember a three month period there where every time I would sit to meditate, a movie reel segment would play of a scene with me and my mother. And we had a a tense relationship and all of the the thoughts that I had about her, all the emotions and everything would come to the surface and I would have to surrender them up, clear them out and then I would think, good, I've done that and I would sit for a meditation next time and another movie reel would play (laughs) and another scene and this went on for three months. Until finally, one day I sat to meditate and an image of my mother came into my mind and there was just pure compassion left and there were other times in in my practice where I would be um, shown, for example, past lives and how they were influencing me currently and how there were things there that needed to be cleansed and released. I went through another period where I was showing the energy that had been created in my ancestral line because of the thoughts, actions and um, behaviour of of people in my family and how that also had things that had to be cleared and cleansed and and released. Um, So there was a lot of work that went on for a number of years. Um, and sometimes there were there were lovely you know experiences that were just sheer joy and gifts, <laughs> but it was a process. And always I found myself slowly, slowly, slowly starting to feel this energy more strongly. Then, um, <clears throat> after about ten years, my my master had died and a group of us in Australia decided that we would invite one of his senior um, students to come and work with us and do um, an intensive meditation intensive period with us. And this is when I had the second experience with energy that was um, even more profound. One night we were meditating and I was getting, I knew I was getting into a very, very big place and this um, teacher said to me, stop, you have to stop, Um, this will be more than you can handle and I was sent from the room and (laughs) I, of course, being still a stubborn person and in endlessly curious (laughs) when uh, my husband and I got home I went into our meditation room and decided that I would continue where I had left that off and I found that as I surrendered more and more and more deeply to the divine one it was as if there was a tap an energy tap And it was just being turned on and on and on more and more until it was so strong that the power was surging like a raging river down my arms and out my hands, out of my face, out the top of my head. Energy was pouring out of the heart centre and down the body. Anyway, I didn't want to stop. So I kept surrendering more and eventually, I reached a point where the energy was so strong that there was no longer any bodily experience. There was no body anymore. And I kept going and eventually, I reached almost like an invisible barrier point. And I got this message, and the message was delivered completely impartially, without any agenda or any caring which way or the other things went, but the message was, if you surrender any more, this body will not be able to take it, it will have a heart attack and it will die. And at that moment, fear arose in me. And at the moment that the fear came, it was as if the tap was gradually being wound back a little bit in intensity. And at that point, I thought, okay, I will stop. But I still had no sense of a body. There was just divine energy everywhere. So I couldn't walk because I had no legs. I couldn't speak because I had no mouth. And I'm in the room thinking, well, what do I do now? Anyway, with a a huge amount of will, I managed to focus on the area where there should be a mouth and a voice box. And finally I was able to project two words and I must have projected them loudly enough. Um, They were, Jeff, help. And my husband (laughs) came into the room and I managed to communicate with him uh, what was happening. And he managed to get my body out of the room and under a cold shower. Because we thought, well, maybe a cold shower will bring back bodily awareness. It didn't. I couldn't feel the water. I couldn't feel the cold. Only energy. Pure, rushing, raging, divine energy. So then I said to him, try beating this body, please. He didn't want to, of course, beat his wife. But I beat him. So then after about 10 minutes, of being under the cold shower and being beaten. A sense of bodily awareness began so slightly to return and it took three days for that energy to come down and down and down until it was at the level that I was used to. And I learned two things out of that experience. The first is that when our vibration is raised, the physical world ceases to exist. It's only at this lowest level of energy vibration that we think (laughs) that, you know, we've we've got a body and that we are this body. (laughs) And we look out and we see other things and we think that they are solid, material objects. But if you can look behind that, there is only the universal divine one pulsating as energy through everything. And that when we raise up this this vibration level, we're united with that all-pervasive divine power. And any sense of a separate self is dissolved. I also learned that fear is a byproduct of ego, of wanting to cling to this small, little, tiny identity, and that I knew then I still had work to do because I was still clinging on to that sense of a in a body, having an identity and a history and a life. And I understood then that fear is the opposite of surrender and trust. And so there was still more for me to learn, more for me to understand. Anyway, many, many, many years passed and um, I had various different experiences, but I'm not talking about them today. Um, And I, at the age of um, 64 this year, I had come to the conclusion that I would never reach that ultimate experience that the Sufi called fana or annihilation in God, in the divine beloved. And I thought well that's fine because I feel as if I've made huge strides in this lifetime and um, uh, I'm a different person to who I was at the age of 19 when I began my journey. And then very, very unexpectedly We came to 2020, and the year of COVID, and I was feeling very restless. I felt this huge need to go out into the desert. And for some reason I felt that I should go out into the desert with somebody, but I couldn't find family or friends who wanted to go out into the desert with me. So I thought, well, if I can't go out into the desert, maybe I could go on retreat somewhere. Maybe the retreat centers are starting to open up after COVID. And I looked online, and beautifully, synchronistically, there was a retreat starting the very next day. So I rang up and I asked if there was room on this retreat and I was told that, yes, I could come along. So another door had, had opened. And I expected nothing from this retreat at all. It was a very ordinary retreat. There was nothing special about it. And I felt, I thought that I was going just out of restlessness and out of the need for a change of scene. But something very different unfolded. And I found that um, after the day's activities, on the first night when I went into my room, my meditation was very deep. And this was unusual because normally, if I'm in new surroundings, when the energy is very different from what I'm used to, it will take time so we to settle into it, um, but this, this was very quick. And on the second night, when I sat to meditate, it was deeper still. And on the third night, when I sat to meditate, it was even deeper, and on the fourth night, when I sat to meditate, Nina closed her eyes and she vanished. Wow. Gone. Ceased to exist. And all that was there was this shell,
0: <clears throat>
1: the shell of a body, and it was infilled with the only thing that ever has been, the only thing that ever is, the only thing that will ever be, and that is the power and presence of God, the divine one.
0: What a beautiful st- I'm crying now. <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I should just what? keep my tissue box here all the time. I don't know why I don't. <laughs>
1: Sorry. It's all right. I tear up too when I go back there. And in that moment, I started to hear a
0: sound inside
1: myself. Gosh, we're both choking up. I know.
0: (laughs) I'm crying because it's beautiful.
1: (laughs) I started... hear this sound inside myself and it was the sound of the universe and as I focused on this sound, this vast, radiant, eternal consciousness was just filling my whole awareness and There were waves of this divine energy that I was now very familiar with, just rising up out of my heart and crashing on an endless inner shore. And at times, incredible heat would rise up out of the heart and spread through different parts of the body. And I knew I was home, whole home. And there was a profound peace. And there was a contentment like I've never felt before. And. I ended up leaving the retreat early because I just couldn't talk to anybody. I went home and I found that for about two weeks afterwards, all I could do was just sit and at times I would be crying. I was crying because this was so utterly unexpected. It had come out of nowhere. And I was in awe and wonder. And gratitude that this experience that I had read about all my life had now come to pass. And then I entered about a month of silence. I barely spoke a word, only if I absolutely had to. And I <laughs> I wondered if this state of awareness could pass. Because I didn't know where it came from, perhaps it could leave just as easily. And I discovered that that sound, it just never left, It has never left. And that sound is the doorway that opens, opens up to the universe, which is eternal, which is unchanging. Which is undying, which is pure love, um, and that uh, lies behind everything. And so, in the years before that final experience, um, I had had experiences with divine guidance. Um, with intuition and various other things. And I, I was aware that God resides within each creature and that, that that guidance, that divine guidance is always there internally and externally. And I know when we, went, when we planned this, I was going to talk about divine guidance. <laughs> but then I had this experience and it, it changed focus because I felt I needed to share about that experience and how the mind blocks us from being in that state Mm -hmm. and the journey to connect with divine power, to raise that vibration and merge is what opens the
0: door. What profound profound experiences I'd love to ask you a couple of questions about those journeys first of all you talk about surrendering it's interesting <laughs> things come up I'm my next talk is on surrendering not suffering but how does one surrender well I think you know there there
1: are different ways of connecting in. for some people um, it's through awakening kundalini energy, for some people it's connecting to the Holy Spirit, for example, in Christianity, and I can only say that it was only after my initiation, when that connection was made, that I then started to learn about surrender, and it was by doing it, by doing it very imperfectly in the beginning, I mean, in the beginning, my thought might be on, um, God, 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 beloved, beloved for one second and then, you know, my mind's gone, it's off somewhere else. So learning to uh, bring the mind into one point of focus is very important. But I think that five things are particularly important. And the first one, I think, is yearning. I think we need a yearning for something deeper. We have to experience and feel that dissatisfaction with life in this material level. And there were times on my journey when I would be on my knees begging God to reveal itself to me, weeping, weeping and weeping and begging. So I believe that the degree of yearning equals the degree of response. You know, how, how deeply we, we feel this need mm-hmm. will draw a greater or lesser response from the divine power. So yearning is the first thing. And the second thing that I think is very difficult for many, many people in our age is humility. You know, we're so much on about self-promotion and me, 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 the ego at play in the world. But to actually be able to humble ourselves before the greatness of God, before that divine being, is very difficult for many, many people. So, humility and then surrender is the next thing, and surrender is really a relinquishing of control, among other things. I mean, we're so used to saying, All right. I am the master of my life, and I'm going to plan this, 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 and I'm going to do this, 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 this. Surrender the opposite of that. You (laughs) you relinquish control totally. You say, your will be done. You know better than me how I can progress in my spiritual journey. I hand over everything to you in trust, complete and utter trust. And faith. And then I think the next thing that's very important is to have some kind of a spiritual practice that you're doing. And for everybody, that will be different depending on their past life influences and um, the depths of their yearning. Um, so for some, it will be meditation, for others, it might be prayer, for others, it might be chanting or reading sacred scriptures, or sitting at the feet of a master. There are many, many different practices, but we have to do a practice, and we have to do it sincerely and with real commitment, not just sporadically. And finally, the last last ingredient of, of all of this is the one ingredient (laughs) the most elusive ingredient and that is divine grace i believe it is divine grace that opens the doors and deepens that inner experience and guides us and we we cannot receive divine grace when we're too much in the way when there's too much me there the mind the mind and ego ego. (laughs) all of it together yeah yeah, it's um, it's the more we get out of the way, the less there is of us. <laughs> the more there is of the of the divine energy, which will show us everything, reveal everything.
0: Fantastic tools to to work through that process. I'm interested in the, your third experience, which was profound and unbelievable and amazing. Is that I mean we are we, we come to this world in our human form. Is this the end goal? I, I'm almost going to say, have you reached enlightenment? Achieving achieving this experience, is that our goal? Okay,
1: so I'll ignore the word we. You, you,
0: you <laughs> which is part of this
1: whole duality that mind sets up. The trap the trap is that if we get The end of our life, and we believe that we are a separate person who has an identity, that who has a uh, that has a a history, that has a bunch of connected relationships, that has likes and dislikes, that has a memory of all sorts of experiences. If that is what we cling on to at the end of a lifetime. All that energy that's being generated around that mm-hmm. false identity is what leaves when the body is shed and that by its own nature, by cause and effect, must circulate back again into another body and continue working with this with persona, this, this persona whole. that's being created until we reach that point of dissatisfaction and we start to do the work that starts to dissolve that energy and starts to allow not the energy of the mind, not the energy of the ego, but the divine, true energy to reveal itself. Have I reached the end of my journey? I believe so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I believe so. It feels like it's done. The only thing now that I feel that I'm doing is becoming more established in that. So that that's becoming more and more familiar, more and more. Um, that, that's becoming more and more important. And this external world has become less and less important. Um, so... Yeah, I, I no longer cling to somebody who was called Neela. Um, that all feels like a dream, a mirage.
0: I was just about to ask you that question. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, and so I find that very encouraging because as a Westerner who didn't have some of the opportunities perhaps Um, that may be available in some more spiritual cultures, Um, I now know that with sincere spiritual practice and dedication, for me, over 45 years of practice, um, one can reach that that final breakthrough.
0: And so... You know, everyone talks about the purpose and why we're here and what happens next. So if when when you leave your physical body, do you know if you might be guide or ascended master, all those? I've got to ask you those questions. What happens next for this energy that is you? I'm not going to say Nila. I'll say this energy that's you. The
1: problem is we're talking about an I and a you.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going there again.
1: (laughs) When you experience this state, it is undifferentiated. There is only God. There is only that Divine One. If you, if you imagine an empty vase, glass vase and sunlight is raining down into it. Now, the glass vase is not separate.
0: Just right. as you did that, the light changed in your room, by the way. I wonder okay. if anyone who's watching this will notice oh that. God. It did. Thank you for the <laughs> It is not separate
1: from that sunlight, all right? So the only thing that can happen in that situation is that the vase shatters and the sunlight remains. So I no longer experience a me. I no longer am interested in a future or a past that involves a me. <laughs> this state is something I wouldn't swap for a million other things. <laughs> and God, the Divine One, can fill any form, any shape it wants, at any level, vibratory level. And that is of no interest to this, you know. This is in a state where surrender has led to that one consciousness, that one light, that illumination, um, and that is the only reality.
0: I'm very hesitant to to use the term you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The energetic being that is you is is. Oh my God! I said it again. The energetic, the energy that is you, is complete with the divine.
1: Is merged.
0: Is merged with is the divine.
1: Into that divine energy, um, and um, as this becomes more and more established um, and more and more normal, um, it will assert itself. Uh, even more presumably Mm. but that sound you know if I stop talking to you and I just go into the silence that sound is right there that carries that carries eternity with it. Um, I'm not interested in anything (laughs) to do with (laughs) Anila
0: anymore. Mm profound and amazing and it's interesting you talk about the sound because sound can be measured in vibration which is energy anyway so it goes back to the whole concept of everything is energy
1: absolutely absolutely and i think there's also um, when i was speaking to my son about this i could sense in him a fear that somehow or other he would be lost and he wouldn't want this experience and i said to him there is no loss There is an expansion. There is a vastness. There is a limitlessness that is suddenly there. So (laughs) why would one seek anything beyond or more than that? It's like after being in a prison cell for lifetimes and suddenly (laughs) the door has been opened.
0: True freedom.
1: Wow. Absolute freedom, absolute freedom. Yeah.
0: And I'm really interested from that um, from the energy that is in front of me. (laughs) How how do you see yourself, the interconnectedness with other souls?
1: Well, okay, so I'll quote, I might get this quote wrong. Um, But um, I think Shankara said. The ignorant man thinks the person thinks he is the body. The intelligent person thinks he is the soul within a body. And the wise one knows that there is only God. So, um, sorry, in that thread I've forgotten what your question was. Uh,
0: how, how do you, in from your from your current uh, energetic state. How do you see the interconnectedness ah, of yes, other people yes. or so, other souls, okay. being human beings?
1: Okay. So if if you if you look from the point of view of this divine universal energy that is saturated with consciousness, it's like all of these apparent forms are merely infilled with the divine, they are merely infilled with that divine energy. And it's the misidentification that creates this idea of separation. So I'm not separate from anything or anyone because there is only that one indivisible divine energy. So, you know, if I if I look at you truly as you are, I would see beyond your physical form. I would look at the vibrational energy that's there and know that it is no different from what is here. Okay, so, so oneness, the state of oneness um, is, is that. There is only the appearance of difference. There is only the appearance of all of these separate individual creations and forms. But in fact, it's like um, a set of clothes that is then infilled with divine power. And it's only when when the illusory energy of the mind takes that and wrongly understands itself and generates a whole lot of energy around that wrong understanding.
0: Whole story that we, we that we think about. Right. We get so lost in the story. Posting I do as well <laughs>
1: <often> the story <laughs> but it is just the story <laughs> and I'm aware that we've been talking for 50 minutes
0: <laughs> how wonderful I've it's been fabulous I'm happy to keep going for a little while if if, if you're comfortable with that
1: I don't mind going for a little bit longer
0: oh. I mean it's just such a profound experience and and you explained it really well vibration and energy and do you, so for example, if you're looking at me and you, we are all interconnected, could it be termed that you, the energy that is in front of me, is able to receive that divine energy on a vibratory level uh, much more than another soul does that make sense, what I'm saying? It's just that you, you, you've, you've done all this surrendering and you've done all this work and, and you've reached a level in your lives and lifetimes where you're able to receive the divine energy in a pure positive state.
1: I would say that um, when, I, when there is surrender in this place um, and when there is the focus on that one alone, yes, the energy is more intense and the heat generated from the heart is more intense than previously experienced. Um, So, yes, there's definitely an intensification that comes with it. And this this has only happened three months ago for me. So, you know, this is still establishing um, and I... I've become much more
0: reclusive. Um, I, I stay at home a lot more. My house has become a hermitage. Well, I, I sorry, I just have to interject and say thank you so much for talking so long to me, and I won't keep you for much longer. I really—is this the longest you've talked in months? Well, um, I don't normally talk. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. How insensitive no, of me. It's all right.
1: It's fine. I I had three podcasts that I had committed to before this, and I thought, well, I will do them, and then I will see what is intended Wonderful. and um, so yeah um, I'm still integrating um, this and um, uh, yeah it's still very new and as you can see from earlier on it still reduces me almost to tears at
0: times. Yes well, me as well it was it was I felt it too. So I don't want to keep you for much longer. Is there something you would like to talk to the Passion Harvest audience about that you feel thought, called to? If, if,
1: I thought I might just, I found this quote from Shankara. He was uh, a Hindu saint who lived in 700 AD. I thought I might just finish by by reading a little something from him. Um. How do you know you are liberated? The only absolute proof is direct and immediate experience within you. You know yourself. Others can only guess at your condition. The wise one crosses the ocean of ignorance by direct illumination through the grace of God. Gain experience directly. Realize God for yourself. Free your mind from distractions and dwell in the consciousness of the divine. This is the final declaration. Brahman, another name for God, is all this universe and every creature. To be liberated is to live in Brahman, the undivided reality.
0: What a beautiful way to end the show. (laughs) Nila Chambers, (laughs) that was just, well, first of all, thank you for speaking to me for such a long time and, and what insights you openly and honestly shared. So I really appreciate that. And I think the audience will find it of great value and um absolutely profound i'm so honored you've been on the show
1: oh look it's a pleasure Louisa. and if anybody would like to continue a dialogue with me i do have a website and contact details on the website and i do still send out a quarterly newsletter that i started some time ago which is about divine guidance and intuition and all kinds of things that is there to help us on our journey home So if anybody wants to go to the website, they can sign up for that. And the details of my book are on the website as well, if anybody's interested in that, in which, well, maybe I'll just very briefly say that before I had my final experience, I was already getting a lot of guidance because, of course, the Divine One isn't separate. The Divine One is this creation and wants to help and support this creation. So that guidance is available to all of us, and my book is about the fact that um, I was was told with divine guidance that I had breast cancer, and then later on I had to, of course, go get the mammograms and get it confirmed, and then I had this extraordinary journey with cancer in which I had divine guidance helping me every step of the way, and I had the earthly team doing their bit and it tells the story of of that spiritual support that i received um, through intuition through god the divine one within and through uh, the divine one working with signs and synchronicities and all the other things but we're not going there today
0: (laughs) that that could be for another episode but your your website is nellochambers.com but also all your notes and details will be in the show notes for anyone that's listening or watching.
1: Lovely. Thank
0: Chambers, you. thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. Great pleasure. Okay, thank of you so <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day may you be more and more passionate